0: Let her sit. You want to sit? With a pillow, maybe.
1: <laughs> You're back, you really silly goose. My name's Chris, and I'm an addict alcoholic.
0: Hi, Chris. Hi, I'm Kim, and I'm married to an addict alcoholic. Hi, Kim. Hi.
1: When did we record last? It's been a little bit.
0: It's been a little bit. Just the two of us? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a grip before we moved. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, How are you liking the the new office?
0: I like it. It's a nice office. I like the color a lot. I like that you're upstairs, so I have easy access to if I need something, you're right there.
1: Yeah, I like having the dogs in here. If you guys aren't watching the episodes, you're missing out on these beautiful dogs. Yeah.
0: They've got to (laughs) talk about their addictions today.
1: You know, um, Mm -hmm. animals do help people. Like, I've noticed that um, people, when they feel isolated, um, finding, like, rescue animals, Mm -hmm. finding something to—anything that can give you motivation, whether it's painting— um, music, whatever. Like sometimes it's just as simple as a connection with an animal. Yeah, yeah, you're their person. Yeah, and that's something you need to show up for, and that can be a, a good motivator. I think.
0: I think so too.
1: They don't judge you. They don't. They don't care if you haven't showered.
0: I wonder if there's any studies with animals and people in recovery, if they've like.
1: When I was at <coughs> Hazelden, they had three, um, support dogs. No, oh. so uh, they were like giant versions of of my mom's dog.
0: Okay, of Charlie. Yeah, so poodles.
1: Yeah, Hype, Well, gold. Doodles. Golden doodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they were a little thicker. Yeah, um, but be yeah, I headed. think it just allows you to. I think it. There's room for a lot of vulnerability that people don't really talk about. Yeah, you know what I mean. You change your voice. You change, kind of. Um, your mannerisms, like watching full grown men on their hands and knees playing with dogs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it changes. I think your, your state of mind this pretty, can be a pretty positive thing. So Mm. I'm, I'm pretty thankful for our our doggies. I am too. We didn't get to say what we were thankful for.
0: For Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. I've put it in my calendar now (laughs) so that The holiday stuff, like we record a week beforehand, most of these episodes, except for the not so anonymous. Those ones are yeah. kind of like, cup, like a day before Sometimes, or a couple yeah, days before. Our
0: schedules and whatever else. Um,
1: but I I want to be able to start mashing up so that when holidays happen, we're saying the things whatever. Pod- well, I
0: mean, at Chris or at Christmas, at Thanksgiving, I did say I was thankful for. Like, I know as much as 2020 has sucked for a lot of people, but this year also gave us back you and your sobriety. Yeah. So, I mean, 2020 hasn't been easy, but there have definitely been some good things about it.
1: Yeah. And uh, you're talking about like when we were at mom and dad's? Yeah. Yeah. I said, um, that I was thankful. I'm thankful and like just crazy lucky that I have the support system that I do. Like, I mean, we've said it on here before, but I couldn't be luckier to have Mm -hmm. the people that I do in my life to, so I'm privileged to have been born in the situation that I was born into. You know what I mean? Like if it was a different time, um, maybe my parents wouldn't have been as understanding about mental health stuff, um, or have even had the, the proper viewpoint Mm -hmm. on addiction.
0: Gosh. Yeah. You got, you got lucky with the parents that you have for sure
1: unbelievably lucky yeah yeah there's thousands of people who are far less fortunate
0: there are thousands of people that don't have a single person so that's why they keep using because they don't really have any drive
1: yeah and i mean the statistics for recovery like without relapse is only five percent and that number changes all the time because they're like it goes up and down it ebb and flows and Mm. but man it's It's fucking gnarly. It's weird. I was thinking today about um, like I have passive thoughts. Like when I have a shit day at work, I'll have passive thoughts of like what I would do or like (coughs) the fact that you worked over the weekend. You worked all those days when I was in my addiction. Like I was like, perfect. This is I'm going to have four straight days of being able to drink and then fall asleep before, you know, she's any wiser as to what's going on. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, I knew what was going on, but
1: not always.
0: All right. Well, anyway, I think this week is one I learned a lot about. Is oh not-
1: shit, sorry. What I was trying to say with that point: um, passive thoughts, um, learning that they don't have to have like an emotional value like a lot of times people have thoughts that enter their mind and they're like, what does that mean? Yeah. Does that mean that I am still this thing that I am inevitably going to act on this yada, yada, yada. Like people do a lot of that. Like, uh, you know, it's the universe telling me this oh, that type of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you are an addict, take that part of it out. Mm-hmm. There are, objective truths as to why you can't get rid of your addiction. Yeah, And I th- think like with passive thoughts, like I've learned to go, yeah, there's all kinds of wild shit that enters my mind that doesn't, I, I don't give weight to any of those things. Mm-hmm. Why would I give weight to this thing? Yeah. So it's, it's just interesting to, to like finally have that. So I was thinking on the ride home about how like, Um, people with bipolar or like, uh, manic tendencies and, and I I know I'm not doing a good job of like categorizing that, but people who experience like manic stuff are very susceptible to those types of things like the, what does this mean? Mm. You know, like, Oh man, if I would have been at that stoplight a second sooner, I would have got hit by that truck. Like that type of shit to where it has to have this like astrological astrology. Is that what?
0: As, astron- okay.
1: Astrological?
0: No. Astronomical.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Astronomical meaning. Well, astronomical is like, oh, yeah. No, yeah, that works. You're right. Um, But we're like really susceptible to that stuff. Like yeah. thinking that it. It must mean that I'm meant to do this other thing when really like just taking that breath in me like who that and maybe I'm I'm lucky in like the kind of nihilistic view that I have that life is meaningless. So you have to give it real meaning Mm. can't let these outward things decide your your destiny. Yeah. Which even that sounds stupid. Just you can't let passive thoughts um, manage your purpose. You have to manage your purpose and what you mean to other people and to yourself. Sorry, am I boring you?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing I learned in the past couple weeks, I should say the past couple weeks. Is because someone has a history of addiction, if they're not doing well, don't assume it's their addiction. Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: Man, that happens so much. It
0: does. And it's easy to brush something off as like they must be using again or they must be coming off of something when they could really be medically ill. And that's like a really scary part is to not just not assume yeah, that they're using. Um,
1: well, pe- people also do a lot of um, assuming in, like, how we're going to a, we're going to a football game. You gonna you gonna be okay? I know there's gonna be stuff yeah. there, and like these minor things where people assume that that's gonna be your your trigger. Yeah like this whole walking on eggshells thing goes back to how am I going to be let down this time? Yeah. When, when you have that in the back of your mind, this, how are they going to let me down the next time? What's the, yeah. what's the circumstance going to be? Cause you had like a really intense thing happen. Well, yeah. Did we the, talk about that with the whole car thing?
0: The person running me almost running me over and then we haven't talked about the other stuff. So, Hadn't talked to this person for a week and a half. I think that's where we got to on the episode with Joe. And then I was like, I haven't talked to them. I'm really nervous. I finally heard from them. They told me they got in, like, totaled their vehicle and wrapped it around a sign. Didn't tell anybody. I mean, besides the person they live with. So we were all very confused. And none of the stories were making sense. And that's where I got into this assumption where it's like, okay, are they using again? They keep telling me they're not... They also haven't been completely honest, but I feel like we kind of went over this hump of that honesty where this person was very honest about things. And then um, Sunday, I finally got a hold of them again and their phone hasn't really been working. And they were like...
1: Bring that down a little bit and then... It
0: sounds fine. I know, I know,
1: I know, but because these mics are so good like i have to look at the thing to make sure that it's
0: anyway so sunday they didn't sound very like very ill like wheezing like it's called a strider it's like at the end of a breath where it's like that squeaking oh yeah 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 um wow. and i was like you don't sound good kind of still confused but kind of tracking conversation Saying that they were coughing up like black stuff and all that, and I left work and brought them to the ER. I'm like, I that's throws the person. Me Did th- they explain
1: the black stuff?
0: Um. So, with coughing because of COVID, your lungs get inflamed. It's like dry blood, but it's not like blood clots in that person's lungs.
1: God, that's so scary. Though. It is
0: so scary. But anyway, I left work because the person that they live with assumes it's addiction to yeah. as well as i did and um i finally opened up to another family member and told them what was going on just cuz i'm like i needed more support at that point
1: that is such a good thing to point out cuz i think historically in your family there was a lot of like no one else is going to do this you got to you got to do it yourself you got to put you know, pull yourself up well, by I your bootstraps.
0: Getting raised like that, like you're gonna have to figure this out on your own, kind of a thing. And at that point, I'm like, I can't do this on my own. And That's I knew a great,
1: but like, like to, I, I want to like highlight that in the sense that like when it comes to dealing with addiction, you can be oh in over your head at the turn of a hat, like at the drop of a dime, like it can with people who are addicts, like if you're not a professional, even professionals get fucking blindsided. Yeah. So having your own support system, you don't have to be the sole uh, support system for the addict in your life. Yeah. Like have your own support system yeah. as well. That's yeah. a really good point.
0: So then, yeah, I reached out to another family member just saying this, I'm sorry. And that's how I start. I'm like, I'm sorry. Cause I felt like crap cuz i'm like all these things that happened that i hadn't told this other person about cuz in 24 hours i heard that this person totaled a vehicle i'm trying to piece it together usually accidents are posted online i looked everywhere couldn't find anything i'm like is this a delusion like is this person under the influence and it's not a real story cuz the person that they live with never told us this happened which i feel like i was 50/50 on whether they would or not anyway when i picked them up brought them to the emergency room i obviously could not be present because you can't have visitors, but I made it very clear like this person is not in the right state of mind. I don't know what's going on, but they're like very sick. Um, and we made it very clear that this person had gotten in a car accident, and like it's been weeks since they're like cognitively not quite there. Um, <coughs> um, so. Um, I went to my other family member's house and just like, we tried to like process through things together, which was kind of nice. Like we were like, okay, let's try and figure things out. Then we found out like exactly when the car accident was and when they tried to, or like almost ran me over with the vehicle and we were like trying to piece together how long this was going on. Um, and trying to figure out how, like, how did they get in a car accident and total their vehicle, but people were not involved Well, there was some like back, back way word way of doing things because of the person that they live with the field that they worked in (laughs) so it was like a it's i'm not gonna explain on the podcast because it's i don't it's hard to explain but law officers apparently just called other law officers because they knew that this one person worked for the county
1: that's what i said yeah remember
0: yeah so um and then, yeah, they did a C. Well, they did chest X-ray and they thought, saw a lot of really dark spots, so they thought maybe this person had blood clots, which was pretty scary to hear. Um, and then they did like a CT of the chest and found um, but it says uh, essentially COVID looks a certain way in your lungs. Um, it's and then not cancer. No, I don't. But anyway, oh, then they did um the COVID test, which came back today and. Um, positive. It was positive. Still, so.
1: she's smiling. Is she asleep. Yeah. Sorry, we're, we're looking Sorry. at our dog. They anyway. fell asleep. Um. Again, YouTube, Duck Duck Grey Duke, and you can see these beautiful dogs.
0: Um. One thing though, too, with the whole thing is like, there's something called brain fog with COVID.
1: Yeah. Explain that again.
0: So it's like essentially it's like memory loss it's like all these cognitive deficits with um COVID and I actually talked with the doctor because I'm like I said someone needs to call me because there's like a history of um other things that I don't know if this person will be honest about and I wanted to be very clear because if this person had been going through alcohol withdrawals granted it would have been weeks of the same confusion and all that and there was a lot of medical complaints but um anyway Um, the doctor did call, I did talk to the nurse and then the doctor called me and I was very honest with the doctor about like history of alcohol and all that, telling that this person has been saying that they've been sober, um, for a period of time, which they continue to say that they've been sober. So, um, but then yeah, ended up being COVID and he said that he's been seeing more brain fog with COVID people, um, patients and he had one the day before that had, um, this brain fog so it's i've been reading up a lot on it and i shouldn't because it It can. i mean it's scary like the deficits that these people have with this brain fog and how long it can take to like come back from it shit yeah so yeah you can close it um yesterday they sounded way better today not so great so we're just kind of doing a play it by ear <clears throat> and hoping. And I got sad today because I was listening back to old voice messages just to hear what they normally sound like. And it was just like a listening to their normal voice <clears throat> and then hearing how they are now is like, it's just crazy. And it makes you hope that they, what are you doing? Keep going. It's just like hoping that they come back around from it. Um. But one thing, it's just, yeah, it's easy to assume it's an addiction, but don't always assume that's what it is because it could be something scarier, something more medical. And And I avoided it for weeks because I thought it was addiction. I didn't want to deal with it. And I felt so shitty. I'm like, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I'm like, I already, like with everything that happened at the beginning of this year, I'm like, I'm already exhausted. It was a lot of work going through all that. I don't want to deal with this right now. And that's so shitty because I'm that person's main support system who is more understanding. And so, yeah. but but anyway, where, where we're at, where we're at and COVID's awful. And I'm like angrier now about COVID. I'm like angrier now at people that are not taking it seriously. Like my... Like someone I know that's in their 50s is basically has Alzheimer's right now and can't remember anything and can't breathe. And they're the person that was there working in nursing homes, taking care of your grandparents while you're out complaining about wearing masks. And now they're at home super sick. That's what pisses me off. Yeah. And is this person likely to live? I mean statistically yeah but you can't say that especially when there's 30 some year olds with no medical history dying from it that's what pisses me off so yeah. there that's my ted talk
1: that's your ted talk
0: i don't know if we can say ted talk is that like a copyright thing we can
1: call it tit talk
0: that's my tit talk
1: but now that sounds like tiktok
0: yeah shoot that's my kim talk
1: oh there you go so k-talk
0: that's my K talk for the day. <laughs> Let's take this seriously. Um, I I was around that person. I kind of had a I had a somewhat kind of feeling it could be that I wore a mask the entire time. I hand sanitized. I wasn't with them for like a extended period of time. But I gotta watch myself. Yeah. Every little tickle in my throat.
1: Oh, don't even say. I've that. I've
0: been so nervous. But
1: it's like when someone says lice. Like I yeah, get itchy. Bed bugs. Ugh. gabies. <laughs> scabbies
0: scabbies yeah so anyway even if it was that person's past addiction if they would have gotten a car accident like there's still steps that needed to be taken yeah so
1: let me bring it back to um sorry i'm gonna Nah, that looks stupid um let me bring it back to yours looks fine i don't know mine's whatever sorry and take two I want to bring it back to kind of the history that you have, um, like historically speaking, almost every relationship that you've had, and I don't mean just romantically, like friendships, you have taken uh, the caretaker role for nearly every relationship that you've ever been involved in. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I see you get in this mode of like, it's like when I say, don't touch the dishes, I'm going to do it later. Just leave it. You can leave it. You get this look on your face, like he's not going to do the dishes. I'm going to do it right now. Cause I don't want to have to deal with it later. Like you, your brain does this thing where you're like, oh, they're going to do this. So I better get ready to do that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like
0: yeah with this person why, why even do though you
1: think that you so easily like it, um on on tiger belly or not, um yeah no yeah yeah so whitney cummings was on tiger belly uh recently and she said um this thing that like has stuck with me which is uh, you're emotionally cutting, which cutting in in, in the uh, like mental health world is um, people who are severely depressed will cut themselves um, w- like whether it's um, like a self-inflicted punishment or they just want to feel something, they will cut. But she had brought up like emotional cutting, like inserting yourself into these situations even though you know it hurts. Mm. Like, it's that kind of... It's like listening to a sad song when you're already sad. Yeah. You do You do this, like, emotional cutting thing. And I'm just... I'm curious as to, like...
0: I don't know. I think I grew up when I was young. I had to help people in situations. So it was already... Like, put into my brain, like, okay, things are going to happen. You're going to have to be the person that solves the issues or that support person.
1: I think I think watching your mom do all of these really hard things, too, though, and then it, it like, gave her a pass to complain about it mm. forever and ever and ever. Like, when you were in these really low moments, she would, for some reason, drudge it up and say, remember when I had to do this for you? hmm And like, I, I want not to the extent of what, like what she, obviously she's better now, but like the extent that it was prior, like early on in our marriage. And we were, when we were dating, like I saw you submit yourself to that stuff. And I, I kind of see you doing it again, like just being submitted to this, to this shit. And like when, when you bring things to me and want me to get angry with you, I think another reason why I try to look at it from all sides is because I don't want you to, because it builds and, and ev- eventually you break down and, and you say like, this is happening, this is happening. And like, I'm taking care of all of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just, I wish that you didn't feel so compelled to have to do certain things because I, I see how much it hurts you later on.
0: Yeah. I think with certain people though, like I am also that person on that other side that sees all sides that I don't assume it's this thing. And even if it was addiction, like I was still willing to get help, like that person help where I feel like other people kind of closed off from it. I don't know. I just,
1: I'm, I'm talking more to situational stuff.
0: Like all everyday things. Like, what do you mean?
1: with relationships that you've had. So you think about like all of the times that you like picked up a friend that was drunk or like tried to tell them not to get in I a, feel a like relationship I, or.
0: Because it's loyalty.
1: But then it, it eats at you like big time.
0: You're not one to talk. You do that too. Like that one person in your life that you drop everything for to go try and save as well.
1: Yeah. Historically for sure. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's my that person my codependency. called right now.
0: Okay. Mine is like, I feel I've developed these relationships and these friendships and these things where I, if I feel like it can help in that moment, it might be like the nurse inside me where I feel like if I can do mm. something in this moment, I'm going to do it.
1: Ooh, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense because when you talk to me, I would imagine it's like when nurse nurses talk at the, at the, like the nursing station, like mm-hmm. that main, it's usually like in an ER, there's like a counter that's yeah, like in the team teaming a of patient. It. Like when you guys see somebody come in again for the thing that you've seen them come in for time and time again, being like, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do IV. We're going to have to do this and this and this. And like that camaraderie of like, being like, yep, this is what we do. This is what we're here for. Yeah. That that actually makes a lot of sense because you are man. You're nurse Jackie without the the addiction.
0: If you haven't seen Nurse Jackie, if you haven't
1: seen Nurse Jackie, it's so fucking good. Such a good show. We should watch it again because that actually like I wonder what it would look like now.
0: In the sober side, It's ironic. Being, like yeah. I, I
1: would drink and watch that show.
0: That's true. Yeah, but she was worse because she had a pill addiction she was using at work. and It was affecting her job. See, it's interesting now looking at it all sides. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the nurse in me. I don't know. I and if I something's going on and I feel like I need to do something, if I know I can do something, I need to do something like I knew I was at my job, but I also knew that person wasn't going to get help from anyone else except me cuz the the comfort that they feel in me mm. and there was a moment where the er kicked them out and they were standing outside in the cold and they got oh the, you're
1: talking about the most recent thing
0: yeah and uh they were standing or think, the person I was with um their car was warmed up so they're like let's just put them in the back of my car while your car warms up cuz and then they were just sitting in the back crying like, and I felt like like I had this moment where I felt like that was my child and I needed to go back there and just hold them and it was like it killed me I was like oh my gosh like I have taken this role of I feel like and there was another thing with this whole event where I was super duper, duper sick and I didn't have health insurance. And you probably remember this. Like I had a fever of 104. I was hallucinating and you were trying to get me to go to the hospital. And I was like, hell no, I'm not going. I don't have health insurance. And they came to where we were living and got me in the car and said, I don't care. You when, need to uh, go
1: when we were at my parents' house mm-hmm, you're saying, right?
0: It, mm-hmm. yep. and said, I don't care. You're sick. And I, thankfully I went in and had a really bad kidney infection. Yeah. Um, and I played that in my head the whole drive to their house, like it's like roles were reversed, where I was like, ah. and they had that same thing. I don't. It's not that they don't have health insurance, but I, I don't, I can't pay for medical bills. And I just said, I'm not paying for a funeral, so we're we need to get help. Yeah. Like you're very sick, and I think they're afraid. I think the big thing at the end of the day is they're afraid, and it was so heart wrenching when we walked in and did the triage thing, and they made me leave and they looked at me and they were like but i got in a car accident like she, they were trying to justify why i should stay with her. like she was oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they the look in their eyes it was, they were so scared and i had this moment where i'm like if
1: it makes the storytelling easier i can just beep out no it's fine that well cuz it kind of sounds oh you know what i mean
0: yeah so she um she had this look in her eyes of like just being terrified and um, I had this moment where I'm like, this might be the last time I see them alive. Like if they have to be, in, if she has to be intubated and she doesn't come back off, this is the last. Are they
1: still intubating people?
0: I mean, if they can't breathe, I mean, Fuck. if you know, certain events you have to intubate people, you know? Ugh. And so that was a very terrifying moment. We're leaving that ER and not knowing when I was going to talk to that person again. Because I did not know what was going to happen once they walked into. And then I like felt this, just crushing feeling of i can like these family members that are legitimately in icus in debate and these yeah. other family members can't be with them then i got pissed off again and angry at all these people in the gas stations not wearing masks and i like went somewhere gosh where did i go i had to get Backer. something Yeah, Becker. I went to Walmart to get things, some like groceries and stuff with Layla, and more like sanitizing spray and all that. And all these people not wearing masks. I just wanted to walk up to them and be like, "I just watched a family member of mine go through hell because of this, and they're so sick. And you could put something over your face, and you choose not to. And I'm like, that's not going to do anything. Yeah. And I don't know why they're not wearing a mask. They might legitimately have. Some type of trauma or whatever else. I can't be the no, judge of that. It's,
1: you, come on, we can. Yeah. I'm fine with stereotyping Walmart.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't give a fuck. Like, I know. I work with people who, even though we have to wear masks and we have protocols, I still hear them say, "You know, this is making people depressed." It's like that. The a virus doesn't give a shit about your feelings. No it's going to fucking attack you and it's like w- no matter how good or bad you feel
0: and i hear that all the time like my child's mental health is declining cuz they can't play their sport it's like but at least their parents are alive and their grandparents like how depressed do you think they'd be if they lost one of their grandparents right now yeah man like is going on like going and kicking a ball or whatever else going to make it's going to make them happy for the time being But if their grandma dies, they're going to be sad about that for years.
1: Yeah. They'll be alive to tell their kids about how shitty it was and how grateful they're going to be to be able to see their kids play a sport like 10 years from now. It's going to be fucking
0: amazing. Yeah. So just heated about that lately. I I think it's because it's a personal thing now. Like I was kind of distant. I don't work in like with COVID patients so I don't see all that. So I'm kind of an outsider of it. So I, yeah. all those people that work in it, mad props, I say it all the time. Like people be like, where do you work? I'll say, it. I'm a nurse at the hospital. And they're like, oh, and I immediately go, no, no, no. Like I work in mental health. I don't have to work with COVID. Like they're the saints right now, those people working in COVID. Yeah. So well, there's, anyway, there's the volunteers the working story. at
1: those fucking um, like drive up stations and stuff too. Yeah. It's fucking wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bless everyone's souls. And I just
1: listened to a guy who uh who does a podcast uh say that he's gotten thirty COVID tests.
0: And me and m- me When's and the last time
1: you got tested?
0: Just that one time that I had that really bad kidney infection, I had that hundred and two fever.
1: For for COVID? Mm-hmm. When what? Yeah. Why can't I remember that?
0: It was, like, right after you were sickish.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You're but, right. um...
0: No, professional athletes get tested every day.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, that's got to be stressful as fuck. Like, how do you focus on your work and you're constantly getting tested, too?
0: It's like, shit, man. But, it, yeah, it they need to do something, though, to sp- stop the spread. Like, why are we having professionals? Like, my father his life is professional sports of some sort. And he even says, why are we having professional sports right now? Like there are people dying. Like they are running lower on tests again. Yeah. Like,
1: well, the scary thing is there are thousands of people that are employed by the NFL, by the NHL. Like there are thousands of people who, so like people pe- can say like, it's to, you know, why, why, why this, why that? To some degree, there are people that are, like, being unemployed is fucking then terrifying Then I'm going to bitch right about now.
0: this. They make millions of fucking dollars, and then there's people in healthcare. We got our fucking bonuses cut, our raises cut, our retirements stopped. Or the, they weren't matching us. And they're the ones working with these people that are dying while these people are still making millions of dollars.
1: They're not, though. They're not now. They're not like well, there are NFL players that are that are doing other work now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're you're. Um, uh, Alex was just telling me Steve-O got laid off that I radio DJ. You, that. you told me that too? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I heard media laid off. They had a couple layoffs this year and he went. It's
1: Fucking crazy.
0: Yeah. And he was on the radio for a long time. Yeah. And that show isn't I th- I feel bad for th- We should reach out to him. I do feel bad for um Um Fallon and Dave though. Because it was They got the laid t- off? No, no, but like there was always the trio. Oh, and,
1: so it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they all
0: have different personalities and now it's like Yeah, that's gotta You get rid suck. of that. And he had such a different person I mean, they all have different personalities, so then you get yeah. rid of him. I mean and I feel bad because a lot of people are like, I refuse to listen to the show now. It's like, yeah, but there's still two people that are employed, that you know, and you don't think they were bummed out? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, so it's it's, it's tough
1: a, but that's the thing is like people are are frantic to say like, how how can we at least try to? Help I people did listen make a to
0: um, Biden's thing today where he talked about his economic um, team fucking balling. he actually like didn't hire his family members didn't hire his friends legit people that like economists like he they he lists their credentials and it's all these like amazing people women so many women too in these in in these roles to try and bring our economy back you know and he talks so much about the working class and not you know not in this, I mean, it's not like the rich don't still need to make money, yeah. But like the people that have really been hit is the working class, and so like yeah. listening to them all talk, it was.
1: Well, the working class are employed by these rich yeah, people,
0: yeah. So, but listening to, gosh, it was just like, and I'm not a fan of Trump, and people probably already know that. And it was just so hard to listen to him, just because the way he talked was so aggressive and angry, and always it felt like it was attacking someone. Where,
1: well, when you're constantly on the defense.
0: Yeah. Where Biden was just like, here, listening to him talk just gives me this sense of hope again that yeah. I haven't felt for a while. And just like, it's just easy to put on the background like I was cleaning and I just put it in the background was listening and I was like, okay, all right.
1: Well, somebody said it's going to be nice to have a boring president again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really didn't know much about what Obama was doing. I Yeah. But I'm constantly bombarded with what the fuck Trump is doing.
0: Which right now is nothing.
1: Yeah. Which is golfing more than any president ever historically. Yeah. And they used to give Obama shit for golfing.
0: Yeah. And right now, like the, with COVID, the COVID getting so much worse. The economy is tanking. And where is he He's still fighting to say, but I won, but I won. It's like, okay. At this point, you didn't, but you're still our president. You still need to be doing some things. Like, we're still tanking. Yeah. But. Ooh, almost. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. In five days, I will have hit 300 days. I'm at 295 right now. Are you, oh, are you trying oh, to figure out yours?
0: No, no. Okay. Wow. Um, I just forget what the I'm at 319.
1: Oh my god! Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because we like are finding out. So this is not what I'm about to say is not to brag about what we're doing because all we've done. So there are people that are sober now because we started this podcast. There are people who have dialed way back on their drinking because of this podcast. And it's not like we didn't save anybody, Mm -hmm. but what we did was get them to like, it's empowering themselves. Yeah. Like all we did was say, hey, to whatever degree you enjoyed Kim and I, we realized That alcohol was like destroying our family. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And because we used to really like put it on a pedestal, like us as a family, you know, or like you and I as a, as a couple, like getting other people to drink. Okay. You know what I mean? And like having parties where people can come and drink and saying that they can stay the night. Like we, and we would talk about how great beer was, how great this new brewery is, how this brewery is. You know, it's even
0: greater than beer. What's that? Diet Coke. Actually, I've been drinking a lot of water because if I get COVID, yeah, I, I do say, not want a blood clot. So I've been chugging water. I
1: chug. If I'm not chugging monsters, which are terrible for me, I'm chugging fucking squeezy juice water.
0: Squeezy juice water is shout the shout
1: out to Target and Walmart.
0: Yeah, I just squeezy got juice water.
1: Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 what we wanted was to. Not, and I don't want people to be like oh this podcast you know did xyz like it's you you so I'm going to look right at you camera the shit that we went through I feel is to be of service to others like the experience that that we've had um, it's, I'm, I'm glad that it's showing people that they are stronger than they think and therefore are bettering their own lives. Yeah. Like all we're doing is starting a conversation and getting you to look at something in a slightly different way so that you're motivated to, to do better by you. We're not like a saving grace thing. No. But man, I, I hope I it makes me feel better knowing that people are realizing that they're stronger than than they think. Yeah. I'm giving a speech. You're twitching like a doggy dog.
0: <coughs> my throat's dry.
1: Yeah. But I mean you think about it, even in our own family, like when I'm around, that's one less place that my brothers are drinking like we're cutting down on people's yeah. alcohol use just by being around.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's motivated Alex. He's like this week he'll have gone a month without drinking.
0: Wow, good for him.
1: And he, he it's no surprise like if you listen to um Tuesday's episode of Dude Absolutely like he says like the scary thing was he didn't know if he could even try to do it. He didn't know if he could actually Stop drinking.
0: Wow. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that was
1: one thing for me was I was like, I just want the desire to want to change. Yeah. Like it's a very basic thing to not be irritated at the thought of (coughs) not doing something. Yeah. If you have ever gotten upset because someone told you to not drink or to dial back your drinking, you might have a problem
0: and i think what's interesting is like facebook has the rem- memories thing and i there was a conversation with me and you i can't remember how many years ago it was but you were going to quit drinking for a month as long as i quit drinking diet soda and i was so pissed at you cuz i was That's like you so cannot funny. compare the two and you're like absolutely you can you can a little bit but anyway it was funny cuz of reading that conversation where it's like i just need to drink a ton of diet you're like I remember reading the comments, like, did you drink a bunch of Diet Cokes at work and get it out of your system? And I'm like, and you're like, I'm going to quit drinking. You got to quit Diet Coke then. I'm like, I want to be This like,
1: was on a post?
0: Yeah. I'll have to, well, in a year from now, I'll find it again. <laughs> but it was very interesting.
1: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Almost every memory.
0: There's a lot on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's wild, man.
0: It is wild. A lot of things were like like the Gilmore Girls when they came out with the new season. You brought... Fuck, that's right. Alcohol. We drink like mimosas or something. We drink something. No,
1: there was like a certain martini that they would drink.
0: Yeah. But I think, I don't know, things now... There's just like a different kind of comfort in my life now knowing that we're both sober and like not that fear of like... Right now, if I got a call that that person needed to be rushed to the ER, I could leave the house in a second without even hesitating.
1: Or I could go. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're both available.
0: All the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a small thing to bring comfort to whoever is important to you in your life. Yeah. Knowing that you're available is one less stressful thing to that person.
0: Yeah. I think our relationship with your parents has changed a lot too, where I feel like there's a lot of openness and I feel like they have that comfort knowing that th- their grandkids are here and we're not hammered all the time with friends over and all that I think that also makes them you know it's not like we're hammered around our kids all the time but like just having people over and getting drunk and then feeling sick the next day granted your dad would make jokes with me but at the same time it's like ugh.
1: Uh, I think because he knew how responsible you are normally
0: oh so yeah. to
1: watch you kind of like
0: let go of it put for cares a little bit.
1: to the to the wind now
0: i caution just, to the wind yeah there we go. now i just dance in the grocery store and embarrass dance layla grocery store i love Do it.
1: it i go and i look for skirts on my lunch break
0: yeah you wear sweatpants all the time
1: i wear sweats yeah because i sweat yeah i'm sweaty anyway should we tell can i tell a joke
0: is this this isn't our joking podcast i know but
1: i want people are you gonna to, end it on a joke we can end it on a joke where are we at Forty six, cut out maybe two minutes worth of stuff. It's not so bad.
0: That's a good. That's a good episode. Just the two of us.
1: Um. Well, (laughs) this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp.com/slash/ddgd. Support the podcast by supporting your mental health. Yes. They're higher. Like the economy is bad. This is one way that you can help the economy is by you're employing these people. There's thousands. It went from what was it, like 4,000 to 13,000. You have so many options
0: for people that can help you. In the comfort of your own home, you don't have to go sit in a waiting room where other people are not wearing their masks. Just kidding. But you don't have to sit in a waiting room. That was one thing I didn't really like about going to therapy. It was sitting in a waiting room and having that uncomfortability if someone that came in that knew me. Granted, I'm open about seeing therapists and all that, but I felt uncomfortable with someone coming into a waiting room and seeing me and being like what's your problem well, you know
1: it, it's a it's a weird thing that people don't talk about but you're sitting in a room with four to five people that are hurting yeah and that all energy. of that in yeah, yeah all yeah. Of that energy in one room can really feel fucking yeah. awful
0: so being in your home in your sweats being able to talk to a therapist and just being super open like yeah you can
1: is- you can be eating twizzlers yeah, and talking to your therapist if that helps you. Yeah, or counselor because they have uh, LADCs, which I'm glad uh, you'd pointed out that there's a difference between
0: a CDC, a
1: CDC, and an LADC. So a licensed yeah uh, alcohol and drug counselor uh, versus the uh,
0: chemical which dependency I mean, counselor.
1: Chemical dependency counselor can still be of of great help. Yeah, yeah. They're there because a lot they, of times they, they the people to, that
0: have gone through. some type of you know addiction so they at least can relate to you because oftentimes I hear a lot of people even with mental health like how do you know what it's like and as a professional I'm not allowed to be like I know because I've been here before um but anyway at the end of the day betterhelp.com slash ddgd
1: yeah you know that just made me think of like people when they try to relate to me with the the drinking or whatever that they Mm -hmm. do, they always, like, they feel bad for trying, like, they feel bad for feeling bad. Like, when they try to, they don't think that their situation is comparable to mine. Like, Mm. they think, I think people think that I'm still hurting or that I'm going to be offended at the fact that they're bringing it up. Mm. But we say it all the time, like, everyone's threshold is different. Mm -hmm. So it's whatever thing is hurting you or making you feel like you're being taken away from the values that, that you want to uphold. Yeah. That that's all it needs to be. Like I, I brought up a story, um, on dude, absolutely where there was a guy who his rock bottom was the fact that he wasn't spending as much time with his family. Mm. Like he, it just destroyed him. He was like, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't going out with my kids. I wasn't going to baseball games. Like, you, I could say, <laughs> sorry, computer made a noise. I could say, hey man, I tried to fucking hang myself because I didn't think I could escape my addiction. Our shit's not the same. I could have been that guy.
0: Yeah.
1: But <clears throat> just man, be empathetic yeah. to people's situations. And and I feel like that's me. Like, I feel like people should be more comfortable with the fact that like, I don't give a fuck where you're at. Even if you're addicted, if you feel bad about it, it's okay to come to me with yeah, that shit. Yeah. It's okay to come to either of us with that shit. It's what we're here for. It's why we're doing this, this podcast.
0: Agreed. Okay. And
1: very soon, just so people know, I, I know that it can be kind of annoying Getting notifications that there's a new episode of Duck Duck Grey Duke. The Not So Anonymous is going to have its own channel very soon. So there will be an RSS feed dedicated to just this show. Hmm. So you won't have to see all of the other stuff if you you don't want to. Yeah. Um, But every Wednesday we do this. Yep. Man, I fucking love you.
0: I fucking love you.
1: You're pretty great.
0: You're pretty great.
1: And I don't want to cry, but I feel emotional.
0: Why do you feel emotional?
1: I just, we've, we've worked really hard. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that we're in this house, the, yeah, I just, <sighs> I I want to continue to help people. I want to continue to, like have the outlook that I have on sobriety so that it's, it stays important. And yeah, you guys are all very important. I just well, love remember so how
0: important we are. <sighs>
1: okay. 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 Ready to end it with a joke? I thought, yeah. <laughs> got, that was not a joke. There for a second. Sorry. Um, uh, where do hipster pirates like to hang out? Hmm. At Yarbucks
0: Speaking of Starbucks, if you're a frontline worker, you can get a uh, free coffee for the month of December. Really? Yeah, just a cup of coffee. It's not like their fancy coffees, Very cool. but still, yeah. Thank you, Starbucks. Yeah. All right, and with, with that, that we, we will pass. pass.